Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Evidently, a restaurant in Los Angeles has been shut down for selling groceries without a permit. You don't say. Or that could be Louisiana, but I, I imagine it's Los Angeles. Yeah. So a few Los Angeles restaurants struggling to maintain footing amid the COVID-19 outbreak identified a clever way to generate revenue while still serving the community to start selling groceries. The city's public health department promptly shut them down. The reason the small businesses didn't have a grocery permit. And here's the best part. It's not really possible for a restaurant to become a grocery store. Dr. Barbara Ferrer director of the Los Angeles County Public Health, said in a briefing, you cannot just decide you want to sell groceries. You have to ask for permission, apparently. But isn't that amazing? What what implications does that have for all of the farmer markets, uh, presumably that don't exist in the state of California? Or lemonade stands, too. I mean, you hear about lemonade stands getting shut down by the police, so it only makes sense that they're going to shut down uh, groceries. Because how dare they provide nourishment and nutrition to people, especially during a time of crisis? I mean, how how I- irresponsible of them to be doing this? It's ridiculous. And it all comes together with that exact mindset. I mean, these restaurants were put out of business by the government. What feels pretty good for me is going out in public and there only being like five or six other people out. I'm loving that. I the hope that never changes. Traffic is great. Everyone else can stay the hell at home, <laughs> but I'm not going to. Yeah, me either. And as long as everyone else doesn't stay at home, it's fine. But we do need an economy. And the government seems to be hard at work to destroy that. Yeah, because I think this is a, a economy that's based on buying things. Like there's not a lot of savers there. So there's a lot of service industries and things like that. I don't know how long it can go like this. It depends on how much money the Fed can print. Of course, they've promised unlimited support for the economy. Unlimited money printing is essentially what they've said. Yeah, th- this has fronts. people cheering. They're excited. <laughs> yep, that's Keynesianism, right? That's what it's all about. When it's to uh, keep the stock market afloat, which in m- most people listening, or at least I'd hope they'd realize that, for the most part of the stock market, I think it's like, what, 90%? of people who are in the stock market are like already incredibly wealthy and like you know up at the top but because of 401ks and people's retirement plans and everything the uh the, you know the economy the at least the u.s economy heavily depends on the stock market mark what's travel like out there well i gotta say it's uh not very easy yesterday i got a text that said uh from united airlines um that's the airlines i prefer to use if I can. And they said they were canceling my flight from Sarasota, Florida to Reagan Airport, or maybe it was Dulles. I'm not, I'm not sure which one it was. And then um, rerouted me through Chicago O'Hare. Well, then they canceled within two hours, maybe an hour, um, they canceled the flight from O'Hare to uh, Bradley, which is the airport that I generally come in at. And um, more or less said, well, good luck uh, putting that together. So then I went online, I called them up or whatever, and managed to move my flight a couple of days back to uh, Sunday now. Hopefully I will be able to be on the show. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, who who knows whether that's going to happen. I'm just waiting for a text that says that airline, that that's flight's canceled. And that, um, you know, I've watched Trump on the television here and, they're 
apparently shutting down a certain level of travel. People are being uh, quarantined and all that stuff. You can it's, still drive, I'm right? I'm wondering, well, when, when are the state troopers going to be put at the interstate? I'm hoping this does away with handshaking. I really am of the opinion handshakes are just they're disgusting and, no, and not for any particularly good reason. You know, here you are, the dirtiest parts of your body are among them, and then you're shaking them with the other people, grabbing them and messing, whooshing them around with other people's dirty bits, and then, and then you know, at some point or another, you scratch your face, you you know, get close to your mouth or your eye or whatever it is that you're doing, and then, you know, why do that? I think a hug is more sanitary than a handshake. You, you know what the uh, origin of a handshake was, right? Why it, it became a uh, custom in, in Western society? It's it's check for daggers, right? Yeah, yeah. So since you're, most people were right-handed or would wield for weapons with a right hand, it would show it's a sign of trust, right? That you're not going to immediately pull out your sword and kill the person, yeah. So it's maybe a little bit archaic now that we still have handshakes. Same thing with, like, uh, was it taking your hat off to when you uh, see someone or come inside? It's when someone will be wearing a helmet, right? If they wanted to get entry into your castle, if they would remove her helmet so you could see, you know, you, you people could see your face and it showed that you were intending to do diplomacy and not uh, fight. I'm of the opinion as well that handshakes need to die, but it's because there are so many people out there who insist that you can learn everything you need to know about a person by shaking their hand. And that's the most moronic thing I've ever heard in my life. The coronavirus hoax is what a lot, some, I don't want to say a lot, some people are saying. I see more and more saying it. <laughs> and I understand where they're coming from. It's hard to know who is who is telling the truth here, right? Very because on, at, on the one hand, you do look at the internet and you see videos of empty testing centers in places like New York City. But on the other hand, you look in the news and it's filled with, you know, hospitals loading bodies into trucks. Some of that footage was from Italy, I've heard, that they're playing. They're saying it's New York, but it's actually from Italy. I, I think the, I don't remember the news agency now who did that, but I think they admitted to doing that. Oh, I didn't know that'd be a first day admit to lying, right? Because I mean, these people aren't above it, and I don't mean to derail it. But remember when the uh, was the Kurds were under attack by the Turkish, or something happened, and one I think it was like CBS or one of these big, you know, big three-letter uh, news agencies played footage of this apocalyptic battle and like tracer, machine gun bullets, explosions, and it turns out that that footage they said, oh, this is footage from uh, Turkey that was sent to us, and it turns out that footage was from the United States at a machine gun shootout. Yeah. Where people were shooting tannerite. So and and I did they have some big scandal where they admitted that they were wrong and people got fired? Oh, absolutely not. They just brushed it under the rug. So I wouldn't be surprised if all of them are showing fake footage and if they get caught, they're just not gonna say anything. To me, it seems like some of previous outbreaks were just test runs leading up to much bigger pandemic scare like the one we're currently watching unfold. Especially because of many of the past televised outbreaks took place before the Rockefeller Institute's Orwellian brainchild lockstep was born into 2010. Here comes the conspiracy stuff. Apart from a glaring initiative like lockstep in which the elites are brazenly overt about their intentions for more authoritarianism in the world, more and more daily evidence keeps mounting up showing just how much of a scam this whole martial law plan is. Several videos on YouTube have exposed the difference between what people are told by mainstream media is happening in New York City, ostensibly the biggest hotspot of the outbreak in the U.S. and what is actually happening. The picture being painted of New York, Brooklyn, and Westshire County, our country, on CNN by other MSM prostitutes 
is vastly different than the reality on the streets. The television programming keeps saying the hospitals are packed, that New York Governor Cuomo is worried that they're going to hit capacity, that they don't have enough ventilators, and that, generally speaking, the greater New York area is in a complete crisis. Well, let's not forget how easy it is to manipulate people with pictures. I mean, if you take a picture of an empty corner, you can, you know, portray a room as being empty. As you were showing me during the break, he has this picture that he claims are warehouses full of ventilators that are just sitting empty. Well, not empty, but sitting unused. Yeah, the meme says sitting in New York. Yeah. And, of course, it's just pictures of boxes. There's no telling what's in them. Nope. It it could be sex toys for all we know. It more than likely is, knowing New York. But it's probably not ventilators. Yeah, there's no way of telling. I mean, uh, the, I guess you could list, list references for things you were going to quote, but uh, I don't know how you would list references for a picture. Well, ideally, the person who took the picture would have made a video of them opening up some of the boxes and revealing that, hey, these are ventilators. Yeah, that would make it easier. Well, I mean, and, and, and not that I'm, I have any reason to defend it, but in their defense, it might be that for not a lot of times people freak out anytime anyone has a camera, right? I'd be at like the supermarket just taking pictures of the empty shelves, right? And people say, what are you doing? And uh, I think it could be, in this case, a this person could stand to lose their job if they get caught taking a picture of uh, of this. But, you know, I mean, who knows? And that's the issue, right? Instead of having—that's why, you know, like what they say, a picture could— uh, was a picture beats a thousand words. Uh, well, a video beats a thousand pictures. Actually, in fact, you know, a video is thousands of pictures. I know that a lot of the military people are staying at some of the hotels here in Keene. On, on taxpayer expense, of course. But if, even if they were at the dorms here in Keene State, it would still be at taxpayer expense. You say a lot of the military people. You mean like, uh, what's, what sort of numbers are you talking about? A lot of the military people who are here in Keene. Like 40? I, I have 50, no idea how hundreds? many are here in Keene. But I do know because I have a friend who works at the hotel that those who are in here, most of them are at the hotels. I wonder if they're being dispatched with weapons. Like if they're, you know, if they have weapons that they're leaving with. It would probably not be a good idea for them to do that in New Hampshire. Well, you would think not, but usually I know it like even. Because we're already paranoid. We're so paranoid about this that before they even came here, the city council or dragon or whoever it was, was coming out saying, hey, look, don't shoot them when they get here. They're just coming here to do a thing and then they'll be gone. You mean a government official telling you not to panic? Yes. That's when you're supposed to panic, I'm No, told. you're not supposed to panic until other libertarians are telling you you need to sit down, shut up, and obey the government. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's the moment when you panic. <laughs> you haven't had that happen yet. You, you, well, should... you said you're not on Facebook, right? Correct. Okay, well, there, there you have it. <laughs> okay. That's where they're assembling. This is the guy who contradicted himself in the video that I watched, which drives me crazy about conspiracy theorists just generally. But this one in particular, at at the beginning, he says that, you know, no one is sick. None of this is actually happening. It's just a show. And then 30 minutes later, he goes, but it's 5G. 5G is the reason that everyone is sick. So I I haven't watched the video, but I think I might be able to give some sort of defense of that. Because, you know, for my show on campus, I'm known as the conspiracy guy. So let me me live up to my title. What I think he (laughs) might have meant was, and this is me going off wall, is that... 
no one is getting sick by this like mysterious super flu super bug that they're calling COVID-19 but what pe- what, what 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 he means by so when he says that no one is getting sick it's that there's no you know like whatever COVID-19 we're saying it does like some people are saying it causes the testicles uh, to uh, to de- degrade or you know the lungs he said he he might be implying that that's <laughs> hold not on, hold on <laughs> Because those are two very different parts of anatomy. I, I haven't heard anything about it affecting... J- J- uh, Alex, Alex Jones of the InfoWars show suggesting the testicle part. I, I haven't heard okay. that either. <laughs> but when he says it's the 5G, it's the 5G that's making people sick. So COVID-19, he might be implying that COVID-19 isn't making people sick, but the 5G itself is. I have had people message me one. asking me to join the Illuminati. And... But- <laughs> <laughs> And even better, uh, back when I was actually active in music and was working with a with a few friends to open a recording studio, we he one of them actually did receive a big black bound book in the mail containing secrets. I, I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Why containing secret handshakes and all kinds of crap like that. Secret. It was the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. He he claimed to have no idea who sent it. And why would they send him that book? Why do you think they would have? Because he was joining the entertainment industry, presumably. All right. He was joining the music production industry. I, I don't know. Yeah, they definitely are people. But the that... book certainly existed. I saw it. I flipped through it. I wasn't allowed to take it, but I did see it. I held it. I looked at it. It was interesting. Yeah, to entertainers say else. definitely create lots of followers. Yeah. And you say it was black, right? It was, it was, it was black. It's like uh, it was you know Jeffrey Epstein. Had oh, well, he his was black. black. The book was black as well. It was, Jeffrey Epstein had the black book too. So these little was it leather also? Was it bound in leather? No, it was. It was one of those plastic soft cover ones. Oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking it'd be like a Necromonicon looking thing, you know, of like bound Evil up human dead. skin. No, and, I would have just taken that. Of like, no, this is mine now. Sorry, <laughs> this is going on my bookshelf. Here's fifty bucks. Thanks. When they come for you, tell them where to find me. Uh, so shall we continue reading this uh, freakish? Absolutely. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, even Neil Ferguson of Imperial College London, who is the mainstream doctor poster boy for this scandemic, has gone back and revised his prediction of 550,000 deaths in the UK to a mere fraction. Is it a scam because it's overblown? Or is it a scam because it just is totally fabricated? Uh, I would so dollar vigilante, I would say uh, related to monetary policy, Makes sense that the, this scamdemic is being used to gloss over the fact that right now there's a huge uh, monetary bailout happening. I've heard another one is uh, the QAnon. What the QAnon people are saying is that uh, the virus is cover for the deep state pedophiles being mass arrested by Trump and the patriots in the government. They why why would they need cover for that though? I mean, most people would be cheering. Yeah, I I know. I mean, it's ridiculous. And like, I mean, just okay. For people who listen to my evening show, just because I talk about something doesn't necessarily mean I believe it. But I mean, I, I want to believe it, right? Because and the thing is, it's like when top people like Tom Hanks. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, Oprah Winfrey, right? You know, <laughs> all of her shows were all of her shows were like canceled, and they were doing like streams from her house, and like they all looked awful, right? Like they they looked like they were sick, or not even just getting out of bed, right? Her eyes were puffy, and so the theory was is they were going through adrenochrome withdrawal, and uh, this is good. Well, we're talking about adrenochrome on uh, on on national radio. We're we're getting really deep. Now, now what is this? So adrenochrome is this chemical that's uh, it's 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 uh, Hunter S. 
Tess Thompson mentioned it in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and Fear and Loathing in the Campaign Trail. It's this drug that comes from, you know, it's it's like a mythical drug. Uh, I believe it's real, but others don't. It comes from the adrenal gland. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. A Florida man is being Florida man, it would seem. Uh, yes, yes. Florida man uh, is uh, issuing threats, forcing people to stay in their homes again, over, uh, against the threat of violence. And this uh, this particular Florida man happens to be the governor of Florida. This uh, this article here is from the Huffington Post, uh, published uh, April 1st. And actually, you know, I didn't check to see if this was an April Fool's Day, but prob- probably <laughs> not. Uh, Florida governor issues coronavirus stay-at-home order after mounting COVID-19 cases and public pressure. GOP Governor Ron DeSantis finally took a step. He previously said he was waiting for the White House to order. Um, so on Wednesday... Issue- so hold on. The governor was waiting for the White House to order him to issue a stay-at-home order? Yes. I don't think that's the way any of this is supposed to work. Well, no, but all yeah, no, it's it, it it's it's not. But um, in this, well, I mean, in that case, it probably would have been better because I don't think Trump, unless things got like really bad, I don't think Trump would have issued a stay-at-home order. I mean, like for and as as much as some people might not want to hear this, I mean, I'd say Trump has been more level-headed compared to a lot of the other politicians who are calling for like an 18-month shutdown. You believe the idea that this is a manufactured crisis in order to get people to submit to those sort of things? Who are you asking? I don't think it matters I, I whether it's manufactured it. or not. Uh, the government's governments throughout history i was speaking specifically about the conspiracy that the idea is this was created in a lab to get people to submit i understand it's irrelevant whether it was created in a lab or whether it evolved in nature of its own accord the government is going to use it in the same way and that's to secure power over people why didn't the federal government use this during the h3n2 outbreak a couple of years ago which infected 45 million people and killed nearly a hundred thousand because the groundwork wasn't in place you, te- don't think, you don't think a few years there. ago the government had the infrastructure to keep people at home the way they do now? They definitely don't. The, the average person was not carrying around GPS trackers everywhere they went. They weren't carrying around... In 2018, tra- people didn't have smartphones. 2018 did not have an outbreak. Yes, it did. The H3N2 outbreak. That was one of the worst flu seasons we've ever had. They could have easily shut things down during that point. It was killing young, healthy adults. I never heard of it. I've never heard of it either. The swine you flu? didn't hear. I mean, I've no, no, heard. that was H one N one. That okay. was ten years ago. I keep up with it. Two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. I know this was the. Tw- I've never any, heard any of old H3 flu H3 season. H3. Any old flu. I, any old flu season. They could have used the used the infrastructure they had to do this. And the H three N two outbreak a couple years ago was serious. Also, H three N two is the swine flu. Based on the flu that I got earlier this year, I'm. I, I don't know. I think I probably. It was the worst flu I've ever had in my life. I had a couple people in the house that there's uh, they they got really sick, you know. So I've pretty much we've determined that they've already had the the COVID. I don't want to say that I have already had it, but it's 
it's a possibility. Well, it's scary as hell, right? Like, this is really terrible, terrible thing. So uh, I'm going to say that's what they had. Well, well, it's the flu. Yeah. Well, in, in September, I got this cold that w- w- I got it three times or it, it resurged three times where every other week, right, I would I would heal from this cold. It would be in my chest. You know, I'm asthmatic, so I always worry about that. I, I, I got sick one week healed after seven days the next seven days i get sick again heal for the next and i i get and it's it and that's why i was thinking maybe i caught some sort of like beta version or whatever of a coronavirus because what they what used to be the most deadly thing about the coronavirus was that it could reinfect people after they don't have symptoms anymore and they think that they're healthy and on campus too and not just my uh, not just keg sand college's campus but all around the country right i have friends who you know go to school all around the country i asked them i said hey is everyone or you know are a lot of people sick at your uh, your college this week and this was um like a fe- january february uh time frame and they said yeah yeah everyone i know is sick almost everyone i knew was sick i saw something today that really caught my attention because i also love monero uh because it's a privacy coin uh, with the first privacy coin by default yeah and according to the bitcoinist there's pretty good evidence to suggest that satoshi nakamoto uh, the anonymous creator of bitcoin also created monero getting into it new research by monero outreach concludes that bitcoin and monero might be the creation of the same person monero is a cryptocurrency that came out in 2014 to address bitcoin's privacy issues now for those unaware Bitcoin has major privacy issues. So I hear. Yeah, every transaction ever made is traceable back to the original source of that Bitcoin. There, it's had improvements with HD wallets, which is every time you receive cryptocurrency, you receive a new wallet address. But at the end of the day, all of that is going to be tied to you and your online presence in some manner. And it's going to be traceable back to you with enough work. There are mixers and things like that. But ultimately, it can all be traced. Yeah, there are companies that are profiting off this traceability. There are. And some of them work for the government. So that's what caused Monero. The former uses a public ledger. Yes, Monero uses a public ledger. So no one, but no one can trace transactions on it. Come to think of it, it it would be better for me to just save that money and just buy the Monero instead of mining it because that, that would be cheaper. Yeah. The, I, I like the idea of if you're mining, uh, at least let's say if you're mining at, uh, break even, you know, like the power costs as much as the equipment and everything else, you're, you're still using the power company as the exchange. So you're giving them the money yet you're in return, you're getting the crypto, but I'm not even breaking even. But I'm not breaking even when I play like Resident Evil 2 either. So, I mean, I don't care. That's just the cost of having a good time. Right. And I guess mining Monero for me constitutes a good time. I don't know. It makes me happy knowing that I'm sitting here doing a show and my computer is back at home doing work for me. Yeah, it's not just that it's doing work. I mean, it's like that your computer is helping to provide freedom for somebody somewhere because your computer is participating in the network that completes these transactions. Yeah. That's a beautiful sentiment. Well, that's why I like BTC or crypto in general. I mean, you can leave anywhere at any time uh, with all of your funds stored in your head, show up anywhere in the world, and you're ready to go. You didn't have to declare anything. Excellent points. When analyzing the writing style, however, of both of these white papers, one can notice a style connection between the two. And this is something that I'm going to look into later tonight because I am, of course, a actual trained writing editor. 
So I will be able to spot things like this. Uh, word choices and things like that are incredibly important. But these guys used uh, Stellometry, a software program called Java Graphical Authorship Attribution, and figured out that the author of the crypto paper of the CryptoNote white paper was more likely to be Nakamoto than any of the other 15 leading papers. So they took a bunch of white papers and they compared them to Monero. Government set to release contact tracking app, which detects nearby virus carriers. The app, which will operate on an opt-in basis, will be released either just before or just after the lockdown is lifted. This was published uh, yesterday. Or at least yesterday, UK time. So the government is preparing to release an app which alerts people if they came too close to someone who has tested positive for COVID-19, Sky News can reveal. But, oh, yeah, and because the um, my understanding is the uh, parliament or somehow the government's able to control what sort of news gets released. So that's why they say can reveal. They don't have like the freedom of press like we do in the United States. The contact tracking app, which will operate on an opt-in basis, will be released. Cyber okay, so repeat that. Uh, National Health Service bosses hope the app will attract more than 50% of a population as large numbers of people using it together will be necessary for it to work effectively. And so the goal of this app will be for the user to be alerted if they come in contact with a user of the app who has the virus. Yeah, they can start freaking out. Why would a user of this app who is violating all of the quarantine crap use the app? Uh, For queen and country, because they're a good citizen, (laughs) right? Because, you know, they don't want to get other people sick. They like the taste of the boot. Well, I mean, like when I when I saw this article, I just assumed that it was going to be mandatory because like there's no way that this could work the way as it's intended without one having almost everyone in the country tested or two this being mandatory. And they're saying it's on an opt in basis because if it was, you know, if they force everyone to have it at this point now, uh, that would be like people would be saying it's Orwellian people, even in even in the UK, uh, more popularly known as Cuck Island, right? Because like every square inch of its metro area is monitored by uh by cctv cameras but i think if by man making it mandatory at least until there's until there's like thousands or millions of deaths i don't think we're going to for i don't think any government will have the power to do what the chinese are doing you just heard highlights from the latest episode of free talk live you can download full episodes subscribe to our podcast listen live and more all for free at freetalklive.com.